0: Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast.
1: Hello
2: and welcome to episode 12 of the WMBF UK podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. You'll notice that I am all on my own here, and I do not have a guest with me, but don't worry, I'm not going to subject you to a whole episode of just me talking to myself, Um, but we are doing something a little bit different with today's episode. Across series two of the WMBF UK podcast, I have spent my time talking to some incredible athletes and people involved with WMBF UK, and I have asked all of them for their top advice For our first timers and novice competitors who are competing this Sunday for the first time or they're very very close to the start of their bodybuilding journey and across the episodes I have gained some real insight and some incredible advice for you all to absorb and to take in and to think about coming into this weekend. I thought the best episode to release just before the First-timers and novice championships was a wrap-up episode, consolidating all that great advice bringing it together for you in one place so that you guys can go into this weekend feeling confident and ready to take on the challenge. So before I jump into pulling together all this advice for you, I thought I'd give you a little bit of a background on myself and my journey. I know that you've all been listening along and you, some of you may know me from my own um, competing Story last year, um, but for those of you who don't know me yet and haven't been able to pick up little bits throughout the series so far, my name is Sarah Glanville. I am a WMBF UK athlete, and last year I competed for the very first time. I started my season um, competing with other federations, um, some natural and some untested federations, in the bikini class looking to just explore my first season competing, trying a whole host of different um, federations, and really getting to understand where I sat within the bodybuilding world. And at the end of my first run of shows, I stepped on the stage with the WMBF UK in the novice bikini class, and I had the most incredible experience. I was taken in by the community and the atmosphere backstage, by all of the resources and information that was available through the Federation. And I had just the most fantastic day and spending time with like-minded people, all of whom were in the same position that I was at the very beginning of their bodybuilding journey. From there on the day, I did really well. I was you know, really surprised and blown away to walk away with the Novice Bikini win and also to take home the overall sort at the end of the day for the bikini class, which was incredible and well beyond anything I'd ever expected to achieve in my first season. And that really was the theme of the first season for competing for me. Um, I went on to compete in Supernaturals. I prolonged the prep. Me and Jack Thorburn had the the joint longest prep of, of, I think, all time, um, starting on the same day at the beginning of January and um, ending at Worlds. But... I competed with Supernaturals. I went on to take the bikini short class win um, and secure my invite to the Worlds in LA um, and to be part of the incredible WMBF UK um, team, which, which went across to LA together. And in LA, I had the most fantastic experience. I packed my bags, got on that flight and went out with some of the best natural bodybuilding talent in the UK and had just the most incredible week spending time with them all, shouting on everyone at at the world and and cheering everyone on as a team and getting some incredible experience under my belt as a competitor way beyond anything that I had ever expected to be able to achieve in my first year. I went from a first time competitor to a world's amateur athlete. Um, And I achieved that journey through the support of the WMBF UK. And since I've stepped off stage in LA, since I stepped off stage in November last year, I have been given so many opportunities to stay connected to the sport and to give back to the sport and help to build community within natural bodybuilding in the UK. And that is all through the WMBF UK. Um the reason I wanted to start today's episode with a little background of my own journey is because this time last year, I was sitting in your exact shoes on the, on the, Start of the weekend of start of show weekend for the WMBF UK first timers and Novice championships, full of nerves, full of excitement and just really ready to go on and make the most of my time up there. And I never could have foreseen the year that took off on the back of that competition. So when you're sitting there today thinking about stepping on stage in a few days time, or if you're coming to this episode way after the fact and you are at the beginning of your competing journey and you're thinking about lining up for shows, this sport is phenomenal. And the WMBF UK gives athletes opportunities far and beyond one day stepping on stage. So guys, buckle up. You can have the most fantastic show day experience on Sunday with a federation that genuinely cares about its athletes, whose team backstage all want to be there and want you to have the most incredible day, the most special day. So guys, what I've done for you in this episode is I have went packed through all of the episodes so far this year, all 11 of them, and I've pulled together seven key points of advice that across these episodes, athletes have brought up and want you to take into this first show day weekend. So let's start. Piece of advice number one, have a plan for show day.
0: And then have a plan for show day too. So and have backup plans like food wise like if like like you said bikini's always on last you might think you're going to be on it four it might end up being six so just have a plan and know that on show day like you've done everything you can and like nothing should go wildly weird or wrong on show day there's no big stresses um our bodies are very good at like just holding like a look, like you don't have to stress and look at your physique all the time and yeah, just kind of chill, know that you've, again, have that plan allows you to relax on show day so you don't have to worry about things as much.
3: Um, understand why you're doing the things you're doing. So I felt like generally like during prep, I had a pretty good dialogue, um, you know, going on with with um, Steph. So, so that I generally did have a pretty good understanding, but there were a couple of things on show day that I thought, oh yeah, actually, why am I doing that? And, and I couldn't ask her. Yeah. <laughs> so when there needed to be a little bit of a plan change i i was like oh do i do this first or do i do that that first like when am i taking this supplement when am i taking that so i think if i'd have known why i was doing that which was my own fault i I should have asked um then then that would have been a really good guide for me guys like steve and tash have laid out for you there it's so important that you
2: come into show day with a plan So I hope you're working with a coach or if you're coaching yourself, you have already structured out a plan for what the day will look like for you on Sunday. Know what you're eating. Know what time you're wanting to be eating at. Understand why you're doing the things that you're doing throughout the day, why you're eating at certain times, why you're wanting to, take that pre-workout at a certain time why you're wanting to pump up at a certain time. And that will give you the flexibility to be able to change and adapt as the day goes on. Because we all know, or you should anticipate to know, that show days don't always go to plan in terms of timings. So if you know your plan and you understand why you have that plan, you'll be able to adapt on the day to succeed and step on stage in the best look that you possibly can do. Okay, piece of advice number two. And this is one of my... Favorite bits of advice, guys. Enjoy the day, enjoy show day, and take all the pictures.
1: Um, definitely enjoy it for a start. You know, like you may, you know, you you may only get one shot of competing. Who knows? Yep. So en- enjoy it when you're there. Um, I'm. I've always been really good for it. I get hounded for it, but take as many pictures as you can. Because yes. yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> it's it's a bit embarrassing, but honestly, during prep, I would have taken over a hundred pictures a day, just of me. Like, they, don't get me wrong, fifty would have been the same, just to get the right sort of angle, yeah. whatever. But I took so many pictures. I got thirty-seven thousand pictures on my phone, and, and yeah. I reckon twelve thousand of them would have been that last prep that just went. So just just take the picture, yeah, because you that you, you'll want those memories forever. Honestly, like or every day or any big event make sure you take pictures
2: i love it i completely agree
1: and then on
0: the show day try and again try and relax as best you can uh, enjoy the day like watch the other people on stage when you're not having to be there do like watch the clock and watch when your category is going to be on so you don't miss that and you're rushing to get on stage and miss your opportunity to get a pump up if you need one um, because that's important and uh, then just kind of be confident again in that knowledge of you've had the plan you've executed the plan you've done everything you should have so now you can go on stage and be like poised present bring energy like you said try and get the eye of the judges (laughs) don't go wild on stage like do something silly (laughs) but bring kind of energy smiling don't kind of look drawn out like really like sad that you're there and everything try and enjoy that process because i mean that's why you did in the first place right so Yeah, that would kind of be my general advice for people who are leading into this.
2: So a big thank you to Jack and Steve for those little golden nuggets of advice. You have worked your butts off, literally, to get on stage this weekend. Do not turn up on Sunday without the intention to enjoy yourself. So make sure that throughout the day, you take some time to really just remember why you're here. Remember the achievement that it is to step on stage at all, and to be surrounded by people who are at the exact same point of their competing journey, and that are taking on this crazy challenge just like you. Take lots of pictures of yourself all glammed up, all ready to go with your tan on and um, with your makeup done in your sparkly bikini or your or your new pair of pulls and trunks. Take the opportunity to soak it all in, and enjoy the day you have earned it. Piece of advice number three. Take a last look at the WNBF UK posing criteria and set yourself up to succeed with your presentation and posing on show day.
4: Yeah, so we touched on it a bit already, obviously, but the presentation side of things is everything. Like, if if I'd got on stage at the, the British show and I hadn't of sort out the advice that I needed in terms yeah. of getting my presentation right. I would not have come in the top three. I would have not got an invite to the Worlds. And yeah. it would be very easy after competing however many times I've competed to have gone into that show and gone, oh, well, I've I've competed before. I know what to do. Yeah, I've done men's physique. I know what to do, right? Like, but it's not the reality, Like You, the, these shows from Federation to Federation do, Vary the criteria, the whole well, all of the classes have evolved since I very first started competing. Yeah. So it is important that you do get in the loop of understanding what is required from you in terms of your presentation, and especially if you're a first timer. Because I can almost guarantee that any first timer show, if you just get on stage and know how to present yourself, you'll be in the top half straight away. Because so wow. many people do go to these shows and haven't got Scooby Doo. They will watch a, a YouTube video of, of an American men's physique show and think, okay, yeah. well, that's how like Brandon Hendrickson or um, Jeremy Bundier posed in 2018 or 16 or yeah. whatever. And that's what I need to do. Yeah. Ryan Terry looks great when he puts his hands behind his head and tenses his abs. I'll do that pose. Like, well, if it's not in the criteria, you'll get marked down for it.
2: Marked down, yeah
4: but there is a lot to be said for getting around people that really do know what they're doing and have done it. Yeah. Even if that's just for the sake of, well, like what I did with, like, I did a a, a video um, posing kind of tuition session with with Josh Crogan Again, yeah. men's physique pro. He'd got his pro card the year before. He'd won the British. He'd come third at the Worlds. Yeah. Who better for me to kind of speak to about, well, what do I need to do? Yeah, uh, And you've got to seek out the right advice in, in that side of things to really kind of give yourself the best chance to turn up on the day and give yourself the, the best account you can. And even with doing that, like I did, there were still things that after that competition was like, OK, I could have done better if I did that. Maybe if I tweak this. So there's, there's always going to be stuff to learn. There's always going to be improvements yeah. you can make but a lot of that comes from like seeking out the right opinions from the right people.
5: Yeah, Because um, again, posing is a big thing. So yeah. So getting a coach that sort of um, is well-educated. Yeah, um, You might want to pay. So you sort of think, well, I'm saving money on prep anyway, because you're not going out. So I'm going to yeah. put that money into a decent coach. And then obviously if they don't do it, get somebody that's really good at posing. Yeah, uh, I mean, one that I haven't been to is with Steph. I've never done a posing session with Steph or McCann. You know, I've never. You know, they're two women that because I always have my posing from either um, Darren Loxton or or Rob Waterhouse. So I've always gone to a guy. So it's sort of getting sort of different, both male and female. Depending on a male or female athlete, doesn't matter because you find that maybe a female posing coach actually works better with a male athlete because they make more of a flow rather than a yeah <laughs> do you see what I mean very like you know yeah. so that you know it's getting somebody to sort of make your poses flow better yeah. and not so like really sort of like tense and strain and like you look like really awful holding that yeah. pose not like, being more relaxed with your posing yeah um because that's one thing that one of my compet one of my first competitions and it's pretty much carried on all the way up until I was a pro was posing 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 yeah. even I mentioned to Steph again. I was like, how was my posing? They won't care about anything else. But care. Didn't care about my my hamstrings and my glutes. I absolutely like shredded. I was like, I was worried about my posing. Yeah, "Yeah, but you definitely still need work. So even double pro, it's just those sort of like, I mean, front lat spread, I just really find it difficult to get into. So yeah, Yeah. posing. um, So I absolutely
2: loved this bit of advice from Charlie and from Zoe. Posing and presentation is so important. It will determine the the, the tiniest little fraction of points between competitors on the stage on the day. So make sure that you are nailing your posing and presentation. Now, I hope that for the last few months you've been practicing your posing and presentation a lot. I'm sure you all have been. But what I would do this weekend is take that last opportunity to jump on the WMBF UK website, and to check out the posing criteria for your class. Make sure that you're coming, presenting yourself in the best possible way. You're understanding the mandatory poses for your class, and they may differ from other federations that you are planning to compete with or you've competed with in the past. So make sure that you know what's expected of you. And that means that you can step on stage on show day and absolutely excel, confident in the knowledge that you are delivering exactly what the judges are looking for. Okay, piece of advice number four. Check out the WADA website and make sure you're leaving nothing to chance with any supplements that you'll take on the day to make sure that you're being compliant to the WMBF UK drug testing policy.
5: Again, we've, uh, as WMBF, got like um, a supplement so where you can check your supplements before you take them. I don't I, like um,
2: I don't, I don't think that they have that on the website, but I think that they'd have the direction to the WADA website
5: yeah the uk website and you
2: can check it all there
5: yeah i think that's the other thing is with like um supplements i know the uh, the bmbf they have a page so you yeah you, before you buy it you'll take a snapshot and you'll, you'll pull it on there because there has been situations where um you know when you go into local gyms and then you take yeah. um a scoop of pre-workout and then before yeah. you know it's, you think you can get it off them well actually it's okay when there's, sometimes there's ingredients ingredient you know, there that you shouldn't be taking and then it's only like one scoop but yeah it's you know that could come upon a drug test so it's, it, it's getting you sort of don't just go out and buy anything yeah it's making sure that it's checked or or even take someone like step like if it's yeah. NBW, you know what's there double check it, it, is this okay
2: Yeah. This is such a good point from Zoe. This is such a good piece of advice. Thank you, Zoe, for bringing this up. So last year, we did have a couple of instances where people were drug tested as per the policy, and they had actually taken pre-workouts on the day of competing that had contained banned substances. They may have taken these off their own back. They may have been advised by a coach to take these pre-workouts. But guys, it is your responsibility to make sure that any pre-workouts, any supplementation that you take on show day or on the lead up to show day is compliant with the WMBF UK drug testing policy, which is reflective of the WADA code, the World Anti-Doping Agency code. You can check this out online. It's completely accessible to you. If you've been suggested to take a pre-workout or you're thinking about taking a pre-workout on the day to help you with your pump up taking any supplementation on the day to help you to get your, your desired show day look, whether that's advice from a coach or something off your own back, make sure you check that ingredient list on the WADA website. The last thing you want to do is to turn up to a federation that invests in drug testing and to let yourself down and to be banned from further natural competition because you missed something on an ingredients label. It's really easy to do. You can get through onto the WADA code through the WMBF UK website don't take the chance, check it out and make sure that you are compliant. Piece of advice number five, get to know the competitors around you.
1: I definitely would say don't shut yourself off to everyone, like whether that's in person or even on social media. Now, these days you've you've got access to, I know I said at the start, I didn't have many friends around me, but realistically I spoke to hundreds of people every day on socials. Yeah, So you know definitely keep in contact with people
2: you are never going to be surrounded by a group of people who are more like you in the hobbies that they take part in in the drive and ambition that they have the competitive energy that they have their commitment to bettering themselves than you are on sunday in in that theater you're surrounded by people who are at the, the exact same point of their bodybuilding journey which is just the beginning This is a unique opportunity to be around like-minded individuals who are in the same shoes as you and to soak up the most incredible experience together. Make connections, ask for each other's names, connect over social media, um, share your, your experience and your stories, be surrounded by that positive energy and that community feel. On top of the competitors that you're surrounding yourself with, Within the WNBF UK backstage team, the judging panel, the federation heads, you are in a unique position that you are surrounded by seasoned and passionate athletes who are all there because they want you to have the most incredible day. So network, get to know people. Again, ask questions, ask for feedback and take the unique opportunity that you have to get to know some of the best natural bodybuilding talent in the UK. Piece of advice, number six. This one's especially for the ladies, so listen up.
6: We will not let you go on stage without your makeup and your tan done. Yes, so you you will be having your tan, your hair and your makeup in the same morning, of course. Um, What is really important is that you stick to your hair and makeup times because if one person runs over for hair and makeup that pushes everyone back yeah and it is priority that we make sure everyone is done before the show starts Um, tan can be done before or after your hair and makeup yeah on the morning of the show tan can take around 10 minutes to do so you will definitely have time before or after your hair and makeup yeah, uh, between 6 and 10 a.m your hair and makeup if you're having both will be an hour and a half yeah meaning that you will most certainly have time before or after to go and have your tan done
2: for sure for sure and um the the reason that you can get it done before or after is because when they do their your top coat tan they don't tan your face so it'll literally yes. be from the neck down and that's regardless of whether you have makeup on or not boys yeah. as well no tan on the face, so that's right. Yeah, awesome. Um, and it's not something to worry about, I suppose, if your tan time is the same time as your makeup time. The planners yeah. can be flexible to to move you around.
6: That's right. Yeah, we don't want you to stress about your tan clashing with your hair and makeup. Even if tan does get given at the same time as your hair and makeup, it's usually a walk-in slot. Yeah. So you can go any time in between the times given to you by TAN. So yeah, if anyone does have any major concerns, of course, I am here to answer your questions. Um, But we can assure you (laughs) that you most definitely will have your hair, makeup and TAN done all within the right amount of time. Absolutely. So no
2: one said it better than Rebecca did just there. But trust us, you're not going to be allowed to step on stage without your makeup and your tan completed. So guys, make sure that you turn up on time for your appointments, ready to be seen for your hair and makeup. The priority for you as a female with a makeup booking or a hair booking is to get to your hair or makeup and makeup booking at the time that they have designated for you. Those time slots need to be stuck to. The whole rota is based on the fact that you arrive for your appointment at your time. Tanning is more of a walk-in slot and your tan can be done before or after your makeup is done. So do not panic if your tan time is at a similar time to your makeup time. You will not go on stage without your tan and your makeup done, but prioritize your makeup and hair time slot and walk into tan at another time. Okay, we're so finally the last piece of advice for this episode. And for that final piece of advice it's around expectations and mindset
7: I think as a first timer you're going in and you you are going in blind so you're going into something that you've not done before I think one of the most important things is not to put too much pressure on yourself like you like we've said all through you want to be competitive and you want to get the best possible position you can be in but i'll I'll say it all the time on stuff like my Instagram and stuff like that is at the end of the day you are only against yourself in the long run yeah. so it's it is just and it's so cliche and people say it all the time, but it is you v and as long as you're focusing on just making yourself better than you have been previously that I think in essence of it that's that's the best thing that you can do like i I didn't put any massive expectation on myself yeah. I wanted to not look out of place. I wanted to be competitive, but I wasn't focusing on like, right, I want to win and I want to win the overall and I want to make sure that I'm the best. Like I, I literally just was, I'd done that photo shoot in 2021. I was like, right, i just want to be in better shape than I was in that photo yeah. shoot. And if I can achieve that, then I've achieved my goal. So I think for for anybody who is thinking of competing is, I think they should just set, set the goal of stepping on stage and set the goal of pushing themselves as hard as they can to be the best version that they can be when they get to stage yeah I think if if you can do that then you've already you've achieved something you've achieved your goal yeah if you if you pick up some silverware you pick up a place in fantastic like that that is honestly like the best sort of cherry on top but getting to that point of setting a goal of stepping on stage getting into 99% 99% of people the best shape you've ever been oh, in your yeah, entire yeah. life and then getting to showcase that in front of a full full audience where you're strutting your stuff and you're loving life and you're like Do you know what I am I look mint <laughs> like there is nothing better like it's yeah. so so enjoyable you, yeah and I think it's it's something that if you can do that and you can you can achieve that goal, you can be incredibly proud of yourself. Yeah. Like regardless of like I said, placings regardless of the competition element, you've you've improved, and that's that's where I would say set that goal, do everything you can to obviously to achieve it, but don't put too much expectation on the things that aren't as important. Like for me, the placings weren't important. Yeah. They genuinely weren't. Like. Going into potential seasons down the line, for me, they will be important. I'll be like, right, I am wanting to kind of step up a little bit. But that first season, you, you've got to enjoy it because otherwise it's you're going to put so much pressure on yourself and it's definitely not needed.
2: Oh, com- completely. I, honestly, I think we've pretty much had the exact same mindset coming into season one. Um, you know, the stage is always going to be there. And I yeah. think when you're... The, the the biggest thing for me is I know myself. Like I am a very competitive person, like put me in a bowling alley or like on like a game of <laughs> air hockey or something, like I'll be raging if I lose. So what I didn't want to do was to be setting myself up in this first season, doing something I've never done before in a very subjective sport, um that I was going to be disappointed in bring my absolute best. How could it? how could I ever exactly. set my expectation up to be? That I could be disappointed in bringing being the best version of myself, that you know, looking the best I've ever looked, and achieving something I've never done before, and stepping out of my comfort zone and stepping on stage in a sparkly bikini like in front of all these people, and like, how could you be disappointed in achieving something incredible? So for me, that was only ever the expectation. This first season was to get onto stage, get there safely, and in a way that you know I was proud of the way that I had managed my prep, and um, you know. trying to to preserve my health as much as possible and then see how it all fell out. Take my feedback, go away, work my ass off and come back in a few years time and say, do you know what? Actually, I I do want to be competitive this year because I've had the experience. I've got some um, experience under my belt and I know what to work on. I've worked on my feedback and now it's time to get the competitive head on. But for the first season, it was always just about, I want to be proud of myself and and I can't set my expectation to be anything other than just, turning up in my best and if I turn up in my best then I can't be disappointed
7: yeah that is it that is it 100% like you you it's very hard not to not to put pressure on yourself and I think a little bit of pressure is good to put on yourself but like you said you need that you need that kind of realistic like almost as if if you're on the outside looking in and you need to kind of be like right your first season go out enjoy it relish it absolutely enjoy every single second of it because it will tell you everything you need to know about your kind of future in the sport if you if you do that you you achieve what you wanted to achieve and you're like right I'm hungry for more then you know that you're gonna you're gonna just keep getting better and better and better but if you do that and you're like I've achieved my goal now I'm gonna move on to something else then you've still got something to walk away and be proud of so I think it's so important to kind of just have that kind of realistic expectation of
3: yeah.
7: no pressure on, on things like placings and stuff like that, but just have the pressure on the fact that you, you want to do as best you can. And, and, yeah. and that's, that's all you can do and, and be proud of that fact, regardless of result.
3: Making sure you're staying in your own lane. I'm nicking this one from Steph because it is yeah. just so, so key. Um, you know, bring your own goals, be really focused on your own goals. Um yeah. And yeah, really commit to them because that's going to be your grounding. Um, yeah. um, and third tip, what's my third top tip? Um, yeah, just just give yourself time. I mean, this is ironic coming from me. Um, I should take my own advice, but but yeah, just, just give yourself time um, to plan, to prepare, um, to reflect. And yeah. That's those are my three.
2: Yeah, I love that you said to reflect because I think it's so easy just to get so stuck in, just keep plowing forward. But there's so much to learn on the prep journey, and there's so much to learn, especially in your first season. It's so new to you, and um, it's really important to take some time out and just how am I feeling about this? um you know, what's the lessons? What have I learned? What have the challenges been? What have I overcome? and it's it's so important to reflect on the journey as well I I love that bit so thank
8: you that perspective is really important
1: yeah
8: Uh, a lot of times and I've been guilty of myself when you are judging your progress you're always looking at really really top level guys and you're looking at Instagram lighting you're looking at people who are absolutely super shredded then you look at yourself you look back at them you look back at yourself and you're like uh, you know, I don't look as good as I should, but what you need to do is you need to look at it compared to where you were and where you are now, because bodybuilding more than any other sport, more than most other sports is, uh, very much you versus you. And I know that's so cliche and so cheesy, but it really is. It's you versus you and how you view something is, uh, very, very important in that regard. I mean, a good example of this is, uh, I competed uh, in five shows uh, in 2022, so it was a very busy season,
4: Yeah. and
8: the BNBF show, which was the second show I competed in, I, uh, I placed second last out of a lineup of uh, six, I placed fifth, uh, so I didn't place, uh, and then at the NPA, I went on and I won a British title. So if I was looking at it from the NPA perspective, I'd be like, you know, oh, it's brilliant, I'm a British title winner, I'm amazing. And then there would be if I was looking at the BMBF in a certain way of like, I'm a no hope or I've finished fifth, no trophy, no success. But it's about how you look at it. I could have looked at that BMBF show as a failure. But what I remember from that is feedback I got from the judges saying it was the best I'd ever looked. The competitiveness of that lineup. I didn't look out of place. The fact that uh, and he might laugh if he actually watches this uh, Joshua Lagoke, who's now a BMBF pro. won the bmbf northern show quite easily in fact backstage he he looked at me as a peer and as a competitor so he was kind of like glaring at me giving me the eyes until he knew he had me beat he was like "Mm," like backstage and like that was a positive because he saw me in the physique i had as a potential threat only until he saw the rest of it but like you know what i mean like (laughs) and that shows like that's positives that can be taken from that
1: Oh, and uh,
8: here's a, a simpler way of looking at it. And this was something that uh, my my dad said to me the other day. Actually, this is cheesy. We can cut this if it's silly, but uh, <laughs> I I do a lot of driving because I go up and down to see my dad in Aberdeen. And one thing drivers in Scotland, for whatever reason, love to do, or everywhere, is they love to tailgate you on the motorway. You're going 70 miles an hour, and they're one car length behind you. Yeah. And that really annoys me. I I get quite I get road ragey about it. So you look in your rearview mirror, and they're super close to you. And my dad said to me, like, well, why don't you just look in the wing mirror instead? They'll look a lot further away and then you'll stress about it less. And that's perspective. The car is the same distance yeah. behind you, no matter what. But if you look in the rear view, it's really close. You look in the wing mirror, it's further away. How you choose to view the situation will affect your reaction to it. And your reaction to it is the most important thing. So you've got to find the positives in your prep. You've got to find the positives in your progression and not just focus on the negatives or the losses or the lack of trophies. I mean, it took me six years to win my first trophy from 2013 to 2019. But then I just kept working, kept working on the weaknesses. And uh, in the end, it all came good. So you just got to keep working at it.
2: Some of my favourite conversations throughout the podcast this year so far have been on the topic of mindset and setting expectations as a competitor. And I think... For me personally, my mindset going into last year set me up to succeed um, in my first year in competing, but also in, in the future of my competing journey, because I didn't set my expectations too high. I'm doing something that I'd never done before and trying a completely new sport, but I didn't know how I was going to place and how I was going to sit. You have worked far too hard over the last 12, 16, 20, 25 weeks to get yourself into stage condition, to step on stage for the first time, to be disappointed in not doing as well as you thought you've done. The fact that you have got to stage in the first place is phenomenal and you should be incredibly proud of yourself. The fact that you have completed that challenge is more than many, many people would ever be able to do. And you're you're taking part in a sport in which success is rooted in longevity. The people who are great at this sport are the people who have invested the time in growing and in, in, in maturing as an athlete into developing their physique. This is day one or the very close to day one of a long bodybuilding journey for many of you. Take the opportunity this weekend to have the most incredible show day. Show off your hard work, see your friends and family in the audience or, or hear their feedback over the live stream and enjoy every second up on that stage. Speak to the judging panel, look at your scorecard and soak in that feedback. Know what it is you need to do to be better. Whether you win your class or not, you will have feedback to work on. No one is a finished article and that is the beauty of bodybuilding. So set your expectations just to have fun, just to enjoy yourself, just to feel rewarded after a hell of a long prep and know exactly why it is that you have taken on this journey and be proud of yourself for completing it. Thanks, guys, for listening to episode 12 of the WMBF UK podcast. I hope that this wrap-up episode has been enjoyable, albeit a little bit different to our normal format. We're going to be back again in two weeks' time with our next episode, and it's going to be the first episode after our first show of the season this year. And I'm going to be speaking to one of my favourite people, Mr Dave Langsdale. Um, WMBF Pro Men's Physique competitor Dave and I co-captained the WMBF UK team last year. They went out to LA, and we are presenting the WMBF UK First Timers and Novice Championships show together this weekend. So we are going to have a nice little wrap up once the show is over, and we'll be talking about how incredible the day was. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate all of your time, and I want to wish you all the best of luck. For show day on Sunday. Thank you all for listening. This has been the WNBF
5: UK podcast. Check out CNP, our sponsors, and sign up for our events at WNBFUK.com.